Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Live and Sport Podcast. Once again, we've got a uh, Summer Olympic Series guest. He's a judo or um, judokin, if I'm... Judoka. Judoka, that's what I was saying, judoka. Um, I've had his brother on a few years ago, and so now it's only right that I get him on for this summer. Josh Katz, thank you for joining me. And, yeah, how have you been so far this, this week? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so... It's been going all right. It's been a a little bit of a tricky start for the year for me. I picked up a little bit of an injury um, a couple of weeks ago, but so at the moment just on the mend and and hoping to make a, a quick recovery in time for a few more competitions and and secure my my spot in Paris later in the year. Yeah, nice. It wasn't um, anything bad like an ACL or anything, was it? Nothing. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best, but um, yeah, well, no injury is the best, of course. Yeah, I, I've got a I got a good support team around me though, and. And everyone's really confident that um, they can have me back in a couple months and and uh, try to lock up my spot in Paris and then and then just manage it from there all the way through yeah. until end of July. Yeah, and then obviously deal with it again if it if it starts niggling away while you're in Paris. But obviously that's good to hear that you know you're on the men. Obviously, the first question or main question that I start with is, what is your earliest memory of? So, what is your earliest memory of judo? Um. I think the earliest memory I've I've got certainly is just uh, running onto the mat probably before I was even starting judo before I was uh, officially in a gi and and five years old when I started properly so even before that just running on to the class that my parents were coaching and just trying to wrestle some of the adults that were running around the mat which probably didn't go the best for me but I uh, just had a lot of energy when I was a kid and was really competitive and just really enjoyed sort of uh, challenging myself in. You know, I guess uh, it's not a fight, but in some sort of like physical uh, physical effort, I guess. So, yeah, I was a very small kid, but just loved running on and, and doing my best to fight anybody that I could get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, obviously, you just mentioned your parents um, who obviously have played a very pivotal role in every person's athletic journey. Your mother in particular, obviously, was part of the 1988 Olympic demonstration of judo. Um, and obviously, your brother... Nathan has also been an Olympian for Australia for judo and obviously yourself have been an Olympian for Australia for judo. Uh, obviously very big judo family. Having such strong judo ties, what did it mean to you and how did it feel to get the Australian Olympic team spot in 2016 for Rio? Oh, it was huge. We uh, Our final qualifying tournament was actually in Canberra. Um, oh, wow. At the AIS. So my mum was there. My dad was uh, sitting in my coach's chair, coaching me on the side of the mat, and uh, and Nathan fought about ten minutes after me and got secured his place for for Rio at the same time. So that was amazing. It was something, I guess, a lot more, a lot sooner than we had ever expected. I I certainly wasn't expecting to have qualified for Rio at that at that young age. But were, were you um, thinking? Were you sorry to interrupt? Was your goal maybe Tokyo at that point more so than Rio? Yeah, definitely. I I only graduated school the year before, so oh wow. For me, the com- competing at a senior as a senior was just really just trying to get some experience and and hopefully set myself up for that sort of Tokyo Olympic cycle and had a lot of success really quickly, which came as as much of a surprise to me as it did to the coaches as well. And and then all of a sudden, I was uh, fighting for a spot to qualify for Rio at that tournament in Canberra. So. It was uh it was a nervous day that's for sure but yeah. um yeah it was it was amazing it was amazing to have my parents there as well and and then Nathan probably 10 15 minutes after I did secured his place as well so that was uh that was a really special day I won't forget it 
Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously jet over to Rio for the 2016 Olympics, not only with the Olympics, but the Olympics with your brother as well. What did that mean? Um, you know, obviously as an individual sport, but also technically getting to go with your brother and competing in the same sport together. Yeah. I mean, it was something that we, I guess, had always talked about as little kids that the dream was to go together. And um, even though I wasn't able to qualify for Tokyo and he did, it was still felt, I still felt that same feeling of, of, uh, of happiness that he got to go instead of me. But having that day or that couple, probably that two weeks together in Rio. And then um, obviously the result didn't go the way we wanted. My expectations are probably a little bit lower than Nathan's were just because I was a little bit younger. But um, after I saw, I guess we had sort of moved past the initial disappointment of the competition to be able to, I guess, enjoy the rest of the Olympic experience and the closing ceremony, those those uh, memories are, are really, really special. That's awesome. And as you mentioned, you did, um, like Nathan ended up going to Tokyo, you yourself didn't. Um, was the reason being, you know, maybe you didn't qualify or was it you chose to, to not go because of everything that was going on in the world at the time with COVID and whatnot? No, I definitely wanted to be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I'd had a tough Olympic cycle, a couple of, uh, a couple of big injuries that had, that sort of made it a little bit more difficult for me and then uh, had competed all the way up to the very last qualifying tournament about uh, only about two months before before Tokyo. So that COVID year was definitely a huge challenge. We were still trying to travel and compete and doing yeah. hotel quarantines and all that sort of nonsense that when we look back on it now, it's just absolutely crazy to think that yeah. we were trying to qualify for the Olympics and sitting in a hotel room for two weeks at a time. Like it was just mental, but um yeah unfortunately I just didn't get there in the end so um that was a huge disappointment for me and and it didn't help city sort of sitting at home in lockdown and just thinking yeah. about it for weeks and months at a time you would have stewed on it so much absolutely yeah. um and obviously Nathan has just recently announced his retirement from the sport um how does that affect you as obviously growing up together fighting together competing together as well at Olympics to, you know, your brother stepping aside now, obviously it's now your time to shine, of course, but it's also, you know, um, how, how has that affected you so far? I guess uh, it probably came as a huge surprise to most people when he announced it, but a little bit. Me less. for sure. When I saw it on yeah. LinkedIn, I was like, sheesh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even to some of the, to some of the athletes in the team that, that didn't really know um, sort of how he was feeling came as a huge surprise. And to me, we had obviously spoken about it quite a lot for, for a few months leading up. I didn't, I was not expecting him at that exact moment to mm. that, 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 that tournament to be his last one. But um, I think I'm really lucky that he is still such a huge part of my career, um, taking on a more of a coaching role and, and uh, yeah. still helping me train once we're both healthy and back on the mat that um, yeah, even though he might not be there as a teammate anymore, but he's still, just as important, if not maybe even more important now. Yeah. Career and my development than as like a coach, as a sparring partner, etc. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm really lucky that I have some great coaches, but ultimately he has been with me probably every single day on this he journey. He knows you better than literally anyone. Probably even better than uh than I do sometimes that uh <laughs> yeah. um can probably pick up on some things that I'm that I'm doing even before I do sometimes. So no, I'm really lucky to have him and and he still wants to play a really active role in my career leading up to Paris and then for, yep. for the next Olympic cycle after that as well with me. And then with the other athletes, as he takes more of a formal role in coaching as well. 
Of course. Um, obviously, this episode is not about Nathan, though. It is about you, but obviously, you can't talk about always you trying, without Nathan. Always trying to steal my spotlight, I tell you. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, obviously, uh, the next Olympic cycle is Los Angeles, and then the following cycle is another eight years away, but that's Brisbane. Obviously, you're still relatively young. Do you ideally have, obviously, perfect scenario, you stay fit, etc. Do you have aspirations to represent Australia at the Brisbane Olympics? Uh it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah. I'm 26 now. Um, at times, I feel like I'm 30 and 40, even yeah. the uh, some of the injuries that I've started to accumulate. But um, at, at this point, like I'm I'm dead set on Paris. And then yep. I'd say at this moment, I'm 99% sure I want to keep going for another four years. But for LA, but you can't. LA. You, you, well, it's going to rule out Brisbane. Yeah, sort it's of so thing. hard to to look so far ahead. I think, of course, uh, of course. I would be 30 in in LA in 2028, which is sort of like hitting really the prime or, or like, yep. the, I guess, the back end of your career. So, um, yeah, never say never. But, uh, yeah, I'm certainly struggling to see myself wanting to keep grinding away and keep yep. making weight and dieting and all that sort of nonsense for another eight years. I think five, four, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Eight is yep. just too far away at the moment. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, I mean, even if you're not there as a competitor, you'll definitely be there to go and support and, and watch the Olympics as well. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously family very involved in judo. And obviously, as I said, your mother was part of that 88 Olympic demonstration. Um, did your mother ever bring that up when you were kids? Like, oh, I was part of the first judo Olympics sort of thing. It wasn't really something that she had to tell us. It was like we were obviously around the judo environment all the time and everybody knew them, mum and dad, dad being an Olympic coach. They'd be like, but, do you know who your mum is sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, and I mean, I still, I guess it's probably something you know from just reading it or hearing it once or twice, but I guess you don't understand, I guess, how significant that is until you're, in the community events and people are like, Oh, like you guys are like Robin Kerry's sons. And like, Oh, okay. Like now we start to understand that they have like quite a big impact and quite a huge influence um, in the sport, especially being quite a small sport. Everybody mm-hmm. really knows everybody. Um, but yeah, I think we, from a pretty young age, we started to understand that they had a really huge impact on, on our area and then on a state and then a national level in the sport as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, and obviously, judo is um, quite different to obviously every other sport because every sport's different in its own right. What is your favorite move to perform in judo? So my favorite throw is called Sinagi. Um, I was always very small when I was younger. So um, tried, I guess, to use that short height as an advantage where you sort of drop on, the, drop on your knees, try to get underneath your opponent and then sort of throw them over your shoulder. So um, okay. Yeah, definitely not doing that right now. While no, of course not. With your knee. feeling the best, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, f- sending a few people flying pretty soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, obviously, we've got so we've got some quick fire uh, questions, but before we do, obviously, um, so we've got the earliest memory of judo out of the way. Did you do any other sports growing up? Yeah, I played. I played everything really. Um, even though mum and dad were my coach in judo um, and that was obviously a big part of my family's life. I played tennis, soccer, all the sports at school, like touch football and the whole bit. And, and uh, I actually always thought I was going to play soccer. That was the sport I felt, I guess, a stronger passion towards and played soccer until I was 15 Um, at a reasonable level, certainly not close to being professional or anything like that, but at a, at a representative level. And then 
the the times were just starting to clash a lot and and it really came to the point where mum and dad were like okay, we're gonna we're gonna take you to whatever sport you want to do but you have to pick one um yep. and then ultimately i think there was a few reasons why i really liked the individual part of the sport i really liked fighting i enjoyed the training for judo much more and and obviously my family being a huge part of it i think was a was somewhere I wanted to spend a little bit more that time. That was sort of the bit that got you over the line. Sort yeah, of thing. probably. They never sort of pushed me in that direction no. at all. But um, yeah, ultimately that's where I, what I decided that that judo was going to be the one for me. And and I always tell my, I always joke with my mum that I, I wish she had to push me into soccer because I'd be making a lot more money than I am now. But <laughs> uh, that's okay. We can only uh, do the path that we chose. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But now that's really awesome to hear. Obviously. Um, being a soccer slash football, um, you know, fan myself, did you have a team that you followed growing up, whether it was Premier League or A-League over here sort of thing? Arsenal. Arsenal was always my team. I used to love uh, Thierry Henry. He was sort of yep. the first player that I that I got behind, as I imagine most Arsenal fans were. Um, but, yeah, they've been my team ever since. Yeah. And do you have a team in the A-League or don't really watch that that much? Just don't follow it that much. Uh, I love lots of different sports and I can't keep up with all of them. So I sort of got to pick pick a only a selective couple of leagues to keep up with <laughs> that's fair enough well um obviously you just said leagues so that means other sports what other sports do you follow as closely as you would as you do with arsenal uh Eels eels in the nrl huge fan. okay is that we, because uh, you're from balkham hills area yeah so we grew up uh, our primary school was about five minutes from Parramatta stadium so yep uh you got picked on pretty bad if you didn't support Parramatta eels but it was cool like a lot of those players used to come into our primary school all the time when we were younger and um, do clinics yeah, so, and stuff. Yeah, so always just loved, always just loved uh, Parramatta. Okay, well, I'm a Broncos tragic. I was born in Brisbane myself, um, I, so I definitely get the whole. If you're not from there, sorry, if you're from there and you don't follow that team, yeah, you know, you you're getting picked on basically. So absolutely, I get that. Um, so that's interesting. Arsenal and Parramatta. Is there any other sports, or are they your main two away from judo? Uh, UFC always love watching. Uh, always love watching the UFC. Keep up with uh, with all the cards and well, the judo and, uh, would definitely be part of that as well. Of course, you know you yeah. see elements of judo in the fights as well, wouldn't you? Definitely, and I think it. Uh, your imaginary can run wild sometimes about thinking about fighting, but I'm like, no, nah, judo is hard enough at the moment. I probably don't need to dip my toe too far in. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's totally fair enough. Maybe get in the octagon at your local, but like nothing for a spa, but nothing going for, you know, UFC fights. Um, yeah. Obviously, quick fire questions. First of all, is Apple or Android? Apple. Absolutely. Um, like, why would you with Android? Who even has um, an Android these days? Right? Like when someone asks, oh, do you have a phone charger? Yeah, sure. An, an Android charger? Uh, what charger? No. Get that, oh, get that away green, from me. When the green thing comes up when you send a text, it's just a... Oh. It's oh, honestly yeah. dread, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Just get an iPhone. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, Troy. Ooh, first yeah. time a guest has said Troy. Great film. Sure. Yeah. Um, how do you like your steak? Medium rare. Very nice. Um, thongs or Crocs? Thongs. Fair enough. Crocs. Can't stand them. See, I actually every guest I've asked that only one guest has said Crocs. So. Thongs they're are definitely the winners. I feel like if you like Crocs, you love them. But if you yeah. don't, then you hate them. There's no in-between. Absolutely, there's no yeah. in-between. Um, what's your favourite type of music? Um, probably R&B. Okay. Um, and obviously, away from high-intense sport, 
every athlete, whether it's individual sport or not, has a like a sort of escape, you know, some video game, some, you know, play golf or whatever. What's your like unwind, you know, decompressant from the intensity of the the sport that you compete in? Yeah, so it's tough. I mean, because uh, it's such a huge part of my family's life as well, it can be hard to sort of take yourself away from it. But um, probably just watching other sport. I love just uh, enjoying sport, whether it's soccer or rugby league or or MMA. It's just uh, I feel like I can get that fix of sport without having to put myself in it and not think about myself at all. Your feet deserve a break, guys. And what better way to treat them right than with a new pair of thongs? And guys, Toei Thongs has you covered. No word of an actual lie. These thongs are the comfiest pairs I've ever, ever owned. Straight out of the package, soft as heck. You know, they come in single plugger and double double plugger. I'm currently rocking the single pluggers. Um, yeah, guys, for just $30 per solo pair. And the more you buy, the cheaper they get. And who doesn't love cheap thongs, you know? They also offer a monthly subscription to receive a pair every month for six months. So if you're a thong fiend or just need a new pair, be sure to head to toeythongs.com. Use our code LIFEINSPORT15 for 15% off at checkout. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. That's very interesting as well because, as I said, a lot of guests, you know, they jump into golf or they video game or they, you know, they do something that's just totally away from sport, whereas you're like, no, no, sport and more sport. That's my life. (laughs) I mean, I do. There's definitely times I want to take myself away from it as well, but um, I've never like burnt out from sport maybe it's just i need a break from judo but um never like sport on the whole yeah no that's that's awesome because i'm very much the same i play i mean obviously nowhere near at the top level but i play afl i play soccer in the winters and just putting me soccer fives but if i'm not playing those i'm watching them or i'm watching other sports it's just or I'm talking about it on a podcast, you know, <laughs> sports mad. Um, yeah. And so I've got two final questions for you. First one is what advice would you give to any youngsters that would, you know, eventually have aspirations for, you know, going fire and judo? Yeah, I think it's just be really clear what your goals are um, and be committed to them. I think there's a lot of younger athletes that I, I have a bit of role in coaching at my club and, and with some of the younger athletes. And I see a lot of the other ones involved in judo but it's really for all sports and it's just some what say they want to reach a really high goal and aren't really willing to put the work in towards it but and that's totally fine as well I mean everyone's different not everybody wants to go to the Olympics can go to the Olympics can do can represent Australia so I think it's just deciding what your goal is and and being really committed towards achieving it whether that is to win the Olympics or like win your local tournament whatever it might be just uh yeah, have a commitment towards whatever your goal is. That's really succinct and really awesome. Like that's, I almost don't want to ask the next question because that's <laughs> almost the perfect ending, but got to get through it. And the, to the, last, the last question is what's next for Josh Katz? Hopefully a medal in Paris. Um, and if not, then do everything I can to have another crack in 2028. That's fair. Um, and I do have one more question, but I'll edit this into before those final two questions mm-hmm. is obviously judo is at the Olympics. Is it at the Commonwealth Games? So it was at the last Commonwealth Games in 2022. Um, mm-hmm. was fortunate enough to compete with Nathan and, and a hu- and a really, really successful Australian team. But unfortunately, it's not at the next Com game. So uh, that was a little bit disappointing for us, especially with, I don't know if it's still going to be in Australia, but it was initially supposed to be in Australia. But um no unfortunately not so i'll i'm very grateful that i had that opportunity two years ago and 
and just uh, have to focus on the Olympics now. Fair enough. Well, hopefully we do see it back in the Com Games as well in the future. Um, but also the Com Games isn't even in Melbourne anymore, as, as we know, because mm-hmm. um, Dan Andrews was like, nah, we can't host it sort of thing. So I, I, I think we still don't actually know who's hosting yeah. it yet. No, I don't know. I, I, I hope it still runs. Like, I mean, I hope that Australians are lucky enough to have it in Australia mm-hmm. still, but um, I guess having it somewhere is better than nowhere. So Absolutely. Yeah, would they figure it out pretty soon because it's and not that long it, away. It's not. It's only two years away. And fingers yeah. crossed it's also in Australia, whether it's Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, wherever. Even Hobart I'd travel to just for the Com Games. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, let's hope that it's the Com Games is up and running in 2026 and also in Australia. But if not, as you said, it's if it'd be better if it's somewhere rather than nowhere. So Yeah, absolutely.